0: The real thing when people talk about hey i want to be the best athlete that i can be you know i want to be the best tennis player i want to be the best wrestler i want to be the best this best that what they have to realize is that before you can do that you got to be the best person you know you got to be your best self if the person is not you know okay then the athlete will falter as well because they're two of the same
1: this is the Reform Sports Project, a podcast about restoring healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. Hi, this is Nick Bonacore from the Reform Sports Project podcast. Today, I'm joined by world champion wrestler Jaden Cox. With over 15 medals from the Olympics, NCAA championships, and world championships, Jaden is one of the most decorated wrestlers in the country. He's currently preparing for the first headlining match against Olympic world champion and NCAA champion Kyle Snyder tonight, March 16th, in a best-of-three format. Jaden and I dive deep into mental health, self-motivation, and advice for kids who are looking to wrestle. Man, I am super fired up again. I got another awesome guest. He's a stud, he's in the middle of training, constantly in the middle of training, one of the best in the world. Certainly I'm super tickled to have him. The world champion, Olympic medalist, Olympian, just all these things. Uh one of the best out there in the world, Jaden Cox. Jaden, thanks so much for hopping on man.
0: Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited. So thank you.
1: Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you very much, man. What an unbelievable career you've already had and you're continuing on before we kind of get into it, man, the 16th, March 16th, you and Kyle Snyder. What, uh, what do what do we got? What do you think's going to happen here?
0: Well, I mean, I, I think I'm a competitor. So, I mean, I'm always biased for my own, for my own outcomes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, so like, when you ask me like, what do you think's going to happen? Well, I, I, I go in with the mindset that I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah. Um, But no, I think that it's going to be a great match. I think that, you know, obviously Kyle's a great competitor. You know, I've actually had this conversation a lot with people and people you're trying to tell me, you know, like, oh, man, it's a huge match. And, you know, I kind of put it in perspective, not only for for me, but for them as well. You know, it's just like, well, it's to you. You know, to you, it's a great big match. You know, because you think of Kyle Snyder, myself, and you think about all the medals and the great things we've done. And for us, and well, at least for me, I, I can't, I won't speak for Snyder, but you know, I know he's a strong competitor, and I've talked with him. It's another match. You know, like, your mom could show up to the mat, and I would still wrestle her to the best of my ability. You know, um, that's just how competitive we are. This is what we do, and I think sometimes people forget. Like, like you're, you're a fan of what we do to live. You know like so like you see it and like you see it from a different light for us it's like it's another day at work we gotta get in the grind gotta put in the time we gotta go to work
1: Man, I love I love that, man. That's actually a great segue uh because obviously your your body of work from a, from an athletic standpoint, I'm a huge fan of my my kids wrestle and uh you know, I love the sport. I never wrestled a day in my life, but boy oh boy do I love what it's done for my kids and just being around it and uh it's a wonderful sport. But in following you, you really struck me a couple of years ago when you started talking about mental health. Um, and why that's important to me is the culture of youth sports today. Uh, there's an intense focus in young athletes. I say young athletes, but young people and pressure comes from external places to perform and perform and perform at very, very, very young ages. And there's a lot, I think, that's coming up from that. You know, there's hyper specialization. There's, you know, one track way of thinking. And, you know, we've yet to see. But I mean, you're hearing more and more kids come out and certainly more pro athletes like yourself who are talking about the burden, you know at times and and what they deal with which is i I commend because it gives people the strength to know that they can do so you talked about a couple years ago there was a tweet i'm not going to say exactly word for word but i'll give you the gist i think you'll know what i'm talking about i'd love to hear your thoughts you talked about how you've had incredible battles with other competitors but some of the biggest battles you've won have been the battles with yourself what did you mean by that and can you talk about how that may just from an athletic standpoint maybe where that stems from
0: well, I mean, for me personally, you know, I've had my own struggles and I've been very open that, you know, I at times I struggle with depression it comes and it goes. But, uh, you know, I've had some real battles with that, um, in my own personal life. And then when you add on the stress or sometimes you used you to use the word burden of, you know, having to perform and compete and having, uh, you know, goals that you want to come to fruition and the work you got to put in, it can, it can add on to that as well. Um, And I think that a big thing that I was meaning as well is that, you know, we compete against other people and we also, in a way, you know, you compete against yourself. You know, you're trying to make yourself the best. You know, we all have the option in our careers to just be like, you know what? I don't want to work out today. I don't want to do this today. I don't want to do that. And so the real thing when people talk about, hey, I want to be the best athlete that I can be. You know, I want to be the best tennis player. I want to be the best wrestler. I want to be the best this, the best that. And what they have to realize is that, before you can do that, you got to be the best person. You know, you got to be your best self. Because when you look at all these things, one thing they have in common is that are people. And so if you don't take care of the person, the individual first, then the athlete doesn't get to go as far as you maybe would like it to be or like to see it go. So like an examples of these is like, you know, uh when I struggled in my career and I was doing things not right, my the person wasn't okay. Person was in a good place. Like I remember going in 2015. You know, the person was struggling a lot. You know, and it wasn't. You know, from 14 to 15. So 14, I won a national title. You know, but I still hadn't dealt with things completely that I needed to deal with, or at least knew how to deal with things I needed to deal with in my personal life. And then my personal life started to to tank. It started to be really bad. And then the things I was doing or the way that I was being in my personal life affected. The athlete. Mm. So then the wrestling showcased it. And then I go on and take fists, you know? And the worst feeling in the world for me um, was I remember, and actually it's funny because I've told this story to a couple people, but I remember sitting, and I think there's a photo audit online, but I remember sitting in the tunnels about to go out to wrestle Snyder. And I knew Snyder. I mean, we've had a couple run ins in the past in high school. Um, I knew what kind of person that he was, I knew how committed he was. And I remember sitting in the tunnel. And I remember thinking to myself, I have not done everything in my power to deserve to win this match. I remember thinking that. I remember it very vividly. Short of the Lord sending us banana peel somewhere like a Mario Kart and making him slip up to his back and me falling on top of him. Wow. I did not do anything to deserve to win that match. Um, and I knew I hadn't. And I've told some people this story. Like, I made sure, like, when I went back, I made sure I will never want to feel like that again. I never, I never want to have that feeling ever in any circumstance ever again. And it didn't stem from an athletic problem. Like, cause the, the reasons I didn't do those things or do what I thought I deserved had nothing to do from the athletic. It didn't stem from athlete problems. It stemmed from my personal life and me and my, and my mental health and finding ways to cope with it that weren't very, um, productive or helpful or useful and so then since the person like it goes back to since the person was faltering the athlete followed suit because we have to remember yes you do you wrestle like I'm, I'm a wrestler because of the title but like you yourself your persona you are not a wrestler you are not a football player you are not a tennis player first and foremost you are a person you are a person that does this you are a person that wrestles you are a person that plays football but your identity still lies in who you are as a human being, even without that. And if that is not okay, and if that is not taken care of, if the person is not, you know, okay, then the athlete will falter as well because they're two of the same.
1: Man, that is so powerful. And matter of fact, before you started speaking, uh, when you just started getting in, I started thinking, I've, I've interviewed so many different coaches and athletes at every level, and uh Some of the highest level athletes, you know, they were recognized at early ages, you know, from certain coaches. And I can just think of a a couple of baseball players I know, and they they got great advice. One in particular told me, he goes, a coach pulled me aside when I was 13, right? He was, you know, what it's like to stand out and people can recognize early on this guy's potential to be a big leaguer. Of course, he went on to become a big leaguer, but he was 13 or 14. A coach went up to him and said, hey, baseball is what you do. It is not who you are. It's not who you are. And you make sure you start to understand that because as you get more and more attention, it's going to start to feel like your, your, your performance and such is tied to your worth. And that's so important to keep that mutually exclusive. But at young ages, Jane, how do you, you know, cause kids will hear this and parents and coaches will hear this, and especially I think parents, cause we're the ones who are in the position where we can, you know, we're, we're raising children, but we get wrapped up in it. And what happens, Jane, there's a, there's a crazy circumstance where parents' identity will get tied to their kids' performance. It's really wacky in some instances. How do we recognize maybe some of those signals? And maybe you can speak from your experience. Like, you know, I've spoken to your mother. She's wonderful. I don't know if she did certain things. How do you find the way to kind of give the child or the student-athlete the space, allowing them to grow while taking a step back, realizing it's not your journey as a parent?
0: Um, Well, I think as a parent, uh, I I think in some cases when you you kind of hit it on this whenever you were talking about You know, some kids are so young and they're pressed so hard. It's just like I think that as as a parent, you kind of got to compartmentalize, realize that you can be supportive in the sport without making that the number one priority, and and really on top of that, making other aspects of life for your kid like a priority for you as a parent. You know, Uh, I, I know like with a lot of athletes, I mean one of the one of the things like you can do is simply you know doing simple stuff like asking like, hey, how's your day? You know, like how are you doing? How's the fam? Like, what's going on? Like, take it away from the sport. Like, bring it back to real life stuff mm. instead of just the athletics. You know, because you know, I've I've seen it. I've been, I've been in some situations where it's kind of been uncomfortable. Where I've been visiting a place or maybe running a camp or doing something, and I'm at someone's place, and literally the whole the whole conversation that's going on with someone and their kid is wrestling or whatever sport, and it's just like you didn't even ask them how the day was at school. Mm. You know, you just ask them, hey, how was the practice? Well, is that sweep looking good? But what about, hey, are you talking the football right? What are we doing here? Like, hey, put your fingers here on the spot. Get the spiral going. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, that's that's the coach. The coach will take care of that you know and i think there's a fine balance on pressing and you know pushing your kid and allowing your kid to grow with something they want to do i think there's a there's a fine line in that um so i don't have a problem if a kid comes up to a parent and is like hey you know like i know i got practice but i want to do some extra stuff i want to do this and do and that you know um i don't see a problem with it as long as you can balance it out um with life in general but like i i also don't think that it needs to be pressed upon as much. And, and the reason, I think the reason, one of the reasons I think of it is because the way my parents did it is we took breaks. They wouldn't let me wrestle uh, over the summer sometime. Like sometimes they even made me play a different sport. You know, they made me play baseball for like two years. Worst experience of my life. Horrible. <laughs> was. Was, I'm going to be honest with you, man, I am not a baseball player at all, okay? <laughs> Great pitcher. Anything that involved catching the ball, I was good at. Hitting the ball, you know what? That's not important to the game. That's what I figured out <laughs> for myself. <laughs> you know, we played different sports, you know, played football, um, just did different stuff. And uh, I heard you were a heck honestly, of a
1: football player, though.
0: Oh, I, lo- I loved football. Well, eh, I have a love-hate relationship with football. Um, I don't like running. To be honest, <laughs> I tell people this all the time. Like I hate running, man. I do it, and I'm actually pretty good at it. I just don't like it. I do it because it's necessary. But uh, I remember sometimes in high school, like I would, uh, I would sometimes get mad at my own teammates for making a tackle that I was chasing somebody down the bank. <laughs> like I was just, I'm like, man, I, I ran all this way, dude. Like, come on, I was gonna, I was gonna get him. Like, don't worry. <laughs> but um. No, but I know and I loved football and yeah, I was good at it. But you know, I, I think that uh I think that you know, parents sometimes you need to let their kids realize they love something rather than trying to put the love in them, you know. And I think that you know, and like I said, only speaking from my experience, you know, <laughs> like I I grew my love for wrestling. You know, my brothers did it and then I did it. And my parents never really stepped in and said, You're gonna do this, hey, get your shoes, we're going to practice like no, they, they waited for me to be like, hey, I want to do this. Now, granted, I was at a young age and I was surrounded by brothers to do it, but like, uh, and I don't even think that's wrong for them to, for people to be like, hey, let's try this out. But like, let that love come naturally because then they'll take care of the effort. They'll take care of the, when their love grows for it, you know, when you love something, especially as a kid, you, you want to do it. You want to do it right. You want to do it to the best you can. Um, and so... You know, that's when it comes to like, hey, let that love naturally grow for them. They'll they'll decide if they want to do it or not, you know.
1: When we come back, Jade and I will dive deeper into how kids will be motivated to work hard if they truly love the sport. Where we left off, Jaden and I were just starting to discuss the relationship between love and motivation. We'll also get into advice for current and future wrestlers. When did you start, because you're saying that word love, and, you know, I can think about specific circumstances because I played football in high school and baseball, and I played, um, you know, baseball in college and such, And but I loved playing basketball, but I never... I played more like a rec basketball, but like football, I played because I was pretty decent at it, but I didn't really love it. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't love, I was a quarterback. I loved to throw it, but I didn't like to get hit. I didn't really like getting hit that much. That wasn't necessarily my favorite part of it. Some people love the physicality of it, but I was willing to do extra things on my own in baseball. Like I really liked, that's when I look back on it, I didn't need to be told to do something. And to me, that was love. That was me wanting to really work and separate myself from others. And, And then of course that worked out, but when did the intrinsic motivation for you in wrestling start to come out Where you started realizing like you were willing to Because go... listen, my kids wrestle One of them's going to be a college wrestler The other one loves to be a part of But I mean, you don't want to do the work The work that goes into wrestling is different to me I mean, you got to be a different animal to do that It's some pain involved Some dieting and all this stuff Like not a lot of kids are disciplined enough When did you really start to see like you were all in in that?
0: Um, well, I think that One, I, I had a little different upbringing My parents weren't very big on cutting weight they weren't big on that. So I, I didn't really have that to worry about. Like I remember one time for like Tulsa, like I was two pounds away from a weight class below and they were like, nah, just go up to the next weight class, which was, it was only like three pounds, but you know, like they were never about like, you know, hey, like, lose any weight or anything like that. You know, they were just very much, hey, let's, let's just wrestle the way we wrestled. I mean, that's why when I was in high school, um, one of my thought process going into college cuz I was going I was recruited as a heavyweight at Missouri and I was like well if I can just take out cutting weight and just focus on getting better in school then it'll be it'll be good um but then they were like, hey, go 97 and 97 wasn't really that hard. But, uh, I think when I really realized that I wanted to do this, honestly, I think it was at a young age when I first started, cause when I would lose, I used, I was terrible when I first started, um, <laughs> you know, like, like many people's stories, like I was just bad. Um. And I would lose, and like I would come back to my mom and be like, okay, like it was two and out. So I'd wrestle two matches and I'd lose them both. I'd come back to my mom and I'd be like, mom, when, when am I going to wrestle again? And she'd be like, oh, you don't get to it. And then I would start crying because I didn't get to wrestle.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? Uh, so, and then, um, but I think that I had a love for it early, but I think that when I really started to recognize, like, I really like this and I really love it was probably when I was around, uh, maybe around nine, nine or 10.
1: Do you think that that losing like that, like losing and then realizing you couldn't wrestle anymore because you're out of the tournament, right? Two and out. Were you like obviously pissed off a little bit? Like, Did they kind of make it like, I don't want to lose anymore. I want to get better. Uh, Yeah.
0: I mean, obviously that does. It's like I I just want to wrestle more, you know? Like I I enjoyed what I was doing and I don't think I really had a grasp on it um, until like I was older um, because then, you know, I ran into Mike Ironman and he was able to kind of put how I felt about the sport into words where I might have not have been able to at that age you know Um, and so you know I started to really understand like I I really like this sport I love the way I have to think about it the adjustments you know the, the intensity like I really like it a lot
1: I think that that's fascinating because, you know, when I spoke to your mom, she talked about how you did play football and she she explained all these things that you're kind of going through. So to hear your perspective on it is so incredible. And at the end of the day, it's about finding your path. But like, I guess what I was trying to find out now, looking back on it, how important do you think going through that struggle, that failure, that losing was in your development? Because a lot of times, parents, we don't want to see our kids fail. So like we'll encourage and I say we, but parents will encourage their kids to maybe go down to a different weight, right? To maybe, maybe have an advantage, right? If you're the bigger kid, you know, maybe theoretically have an advantage, or like those types of things. Doesn't seem like you were do- you were doing that. So, like, how much did going through that experience, maybe making it more of a struggle for you or any athlete, help prepare you more for the path? Because at the end of the day, as parents, aren't we trying to prepare kids for life, and adversity is a part of that? But at times, it seems like we uh, we try to avoid that.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's always. That's a a fine line too because it's always hard because parents, you know, you hear parents all the time, like I want to give my kid a better life than I had. You know, I I live life and I learn these things so I don't have to let them go through these things. Um, And I think to an extent like that's good and to an extent like they gotta learn somehow, you know? (laughs) Um, I think it goes both ways. But I think that, you know, for me going through those things and even for for parents, you know, where they're like, well, we'll cut the weight, we'll do this. there's a lot of factors to really be thought about, Um, not just mentally, but also physically, you know? Um, There's also the, just like the heart behind it, you know? Like, is that something that you can, like I know guys that have been cutting weight since the beginning of their careers, um, and they, you know, stuck with it, and I know guys that did that, and it burnt them out. So, I mean, it's it's a fine line, and everyone's different, and it's hard when you talk about things like this, because, Everyone is different. Everyone has a different mindset and everyone has a different, you know, love or heart towards the same thing You know, so it, it can be difficult to measure that out But I think that what people need to learn in a young life and I and I remember I had a talk with a young man actually in Colorado About this that you're like he had just lost and he wanted to quit and I, I remember one of the things I told him was like You're not losing right now. You're learning sure Like, that's what it is. And I think that in sports, I think that we need to kind of take that mindset as well, especially at, like, these young levels. You know, like, you lost, yes, but you're learning as well. Yeah, You're learning to get better, right? Now, you make it to the NFL, you make it all, you know, you're playing tennis for the Wimbledon Championship or whatever, you're playing baseball for the World Series. I can understand you taking the loss hard, you know. But when you're young and you're a kid and, and whatnot, like, you're learning and then we go back and we work on it and like I, I watched a um, I watched, and it's funny because just last night I watched the this documentary on Tom and Terry brands and their life and growing up as a kid and, and it made me actually grow a lot of respect and, a, and admiration for, for the brands even more than I already have um, along with their, their parents as well um, but you know I'm watching it and you know they're talking about how they they'd lose and then they go back and they have to go on a mat and try to figure it out over and over and over again and stuff like that and there's that like that passion and that and that drive and that love for it and I think that's something that will occur like I said if you naturally just let it grow if you let it come because if you love it then you're gonna you're gonna want to be like all right well what do I gotta do better you know and on top of that if we take the mindset of losing out of it where like the worry is losing and you even use the word fail like why are we using such a strong term for a moment? you know, like, failure, like, you failed, you know what I mean, like, when you say it, like, it just, it almost makes my heart kind of cringe, you know, like, can you imagine if, it, like, and I'm not saying this, this happens, and maybe it does, or whatnot, and we've probably seen it, but, like, a kid loses a match, and you come back, and someone's like, you failed.
1: Yeah, that definitely hits you in the gut a little bit harder, yeah, no doubt.
0: You know what I mean, like, yeah. like that's, that would be ridiculous, you know, so it would just kind of be like, you know, it would be more kind of like, you're learning, all right, hey, this is what we gotta do. We gotta get better at this, this, and that. And you know, we can work on that and stuff. And this kid, if they really love it and they wanna do it, you don't even have to say it. They'll be in the room and be like, we gotta work on this, you know? Now you may have to bring it up or contextualize it and stuff and form it for them. Cause they, you know, they're maybe they're not at the technical level or the knowledgeable level of the sport yet to be able to do it themselves. Um, but they'll wanna work on it. They'll wanna get better. You know, we see it every day. You know, we see it with a lot of kids.
1: I love it, man. You know, in a minute, two minutes, kids are going to hear this. They're going to hang on every word you say. Uh, What are some things they should look for when they're watching the Big Ten? You know, they're watching guys wrestle. They're watching tournaments. They're watching you and Kyle Snyder. You know, they're watching. What should they be looking at from a technical or a physical standpoint? But also, what are some takeaways they should get from how you guys train, how you prepare, or any athletes, in order to help themselves get to the next level and improve?
0: Oh, I think the biggest advice that I would give kids right now um, and I say this because it works at every level, learning to be to be coachable. Um Learning to, and I don't mean that in the sense of like, uh, you know, like listening and, and whatnot. I mean that in the sense of, for yourself, learning how to take things that people show you or do for you on the mat and make it into your own. And I think to see that at this level, you would have to see that when you're watching the Big Ten and NCAAs how Look at these guys. They do a lot of similar things, but they all do it their own way. You know, like everyone shoots a single leg, right? They all shoot it differently. They all have a different setup, but it's catered to their style. And I think like that's something big to kind of look and point out, figure out, and see that, okay, they do it like this. and like, how do I want to do it for me? And I say this at camps. So I can show you the same move. I want to show you guys this move. You're going to learn it how I show it, but I want you to take it back and make it work for your style, your way. And I think, you know, don't get so pigeonholed into thinking that there's only one way to do things. And I want them to see that. And I think that the big 10 and I think NCAA is honestly watching all of it. Um, you'll see that you'll see some great wrestling and you'll see some of the same things happening in so many different ways and be like, Oh, that's, that's different. That's new. And so being able to add on to your own repertoire and be coachable in that sense so that you're not just a robot, you're not just taking something and just adding it. And it's this person's move. No, it make it yours, make it your own way, make it your own move. And, uh, I think also on top of that, I think look at these guys and see how they come back from adversity. See how they respond. See how they mentally get back together. You know, because it's it's hard. You know, I've been there. I've been to the to the big stage. I've been on a lot of big stages and I've lost some big stages. You know, like watch these guys and watch how they how they progress through and continue the course and go after you know the next best thing. You know, they they don't they don't just say you know what I lost, I'm done, I'm out, and they go back out there and they and they fight, and I think lastly, and I know this is kind of long-winded, but I think lastly, I would think that look, like before the match even starts, and I think every wrestler should take this into consideration, is like the courage, mm. right? The bravery that is out there being presented to you already with someone even stepping out on the mat, let alone because it is a one-on-one sport <laughs> and it's just you versus someone else but also for the sense of, you know, sometimes we get caught up in logos, we get caught up in names, we get caught up in accolades and stuff. Believe it or not, guys, I've been in matches where people didn't believe I should win or even be out there, you know? So the bravery just to step out there, to take the opportunity, to take the chance and put your efforts towards doing something against someone or a school or anything that it may seem impossible for you to even do anything or, or to win you know, the bravery it takes to even step there and take that opportunity and take that chance to go after your dream. I think that's admirable. And when you watch that, we almost take it guaranteed these guys stepping out there. But we don't realize sometimes that, hey, this person this person's ranked twenty sixth and this person's ranked third. Like this should be a this should be a wash, you know? Like it takes a lot of bravery to be like, you know what, screw what everybody else says. I'm still stepping out here. I'm still gonna go.
1: I love that, man. Get in the fight, compete, give it your all. And, uh, man, that's powerful stuff. I love it. I can't thank you enough. Jaden Cox, man, truly appreciate you humbled. I know you got a busy schedule again. And just grateful for you taking the time and sharing your wisdom, man. This has been awesome.
0: No, thank you very much. Uh, It's been awesome.
1: Thank you for having me. That's Olympic, World, and NCAA wrestling champion Jaden Cox. Thanks for listening to the Reform Sports Project podcast. I'm Nick Bonacore, and our goal is to restore a healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. For updates, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or check out our website by searching for the Reform Sports Project. Psst, there's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell, to saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline, and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, Platinum Status is earned with 12 fill over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status.